Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Yesterday we spent some time looking at Isaiah 43 and you're going to continue with that, Colin, making the point that this prophetic book that was written, what, 700 years before Jesus was born, speaks to Israel then, today, and it speaks to us today also. Yes, and uh, just one more verse we'll look at from um, Isaiah 43, verse 25. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful truth. And that's a truth for all of us who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the nature of God's forgiveness. You sometimes hear people say, well, I will forgive, but I won't forget. Well, to God, that is not true forgiveness. When you forgive, you also forget. And that's how God forgives us, and we are to forgive others in the same way that he forgives us. Of course, you can call to mind things that have happened to you, but it's not very sensible to do that, is it? And if you've forgiven somebody, you don't want to do that. Let's just hear those words again. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. I think that's wonderful. All those sins of yours that God has forgiven, he remembers no more. But he blots out all those transgressions, all the ways in which you've gone against his will and purpose, for his own sake. Now, what does that mean? Well, God is holy, and he does not like to look upon sin. So when he looks upon you, he doesn't see the history of all the sins that you have committed against him. He sees that you're washed, you're cleansed, you're made holy and pure in his sight, because you're washed with the blood of Jesus, clothed with, with Christ. So for his own sake, he's cleaned you up so that when he looks at you, he delights in you. Now, something similar is said in uh, chapter 44, verse 21 and 2. Remember these things, O Jacob, for you are my servant, O Israel, I have made you, you are my servant, O Israel, I will not forget you. I have swept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. Right, now, first of all, clearly, this is a word to the nation of Israel. It had a contemporary significance when God spoke these words through Isaiah, but it also has a future significance. God is saying to Israel today, you are my servant, O Israel, I will not forget you. God will never forget the promises that he has made to his people. And God is faithful in the fulfillment of all his promises, and all that he promises Israel shall be fulfilled. What does he say? I have swept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. Now, let me just make this quite clear. As Christians, we are not called upon to defend the nation of Israel as we now perceive it. Neither are we called to defend the actions of Israel politically. Some of 
of the things that Israel does, I'm sure honors God, others certainly dishonor God and are not God's purposes. Don't become one of those freaks who thinks that you are being spiritual if you defend everything simply because it has the name Israel attached to it. No, God will sort out the nation Israel. The state of Israel is a very secular state. It's a very ungodly state in many ways. There are tremendous spiritual problems there at present. There are far more people that um, are involved in new age than are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. So there's a revolution that needs to happen within the state of Israel as we know it now. And of course, there is going to have to be reconciliation uh, taking place, especially between Arab believers, Jewish believers, and there is a wonderful process that has already begun in that direction. God is raising up one new man in Christ. So we can see that the time will come when um, there's going to be, before Jesus comes again, this mighty move of the Spirit of God amongst the Jewish people that God is bringing back to the land. And this is prophetic. He will then sweep away the offenses of Israel like a cloud. He will sweep away their sins like the morning mist. I think wonderful, wonderful promises. But you see, he is calling. He is calling to Israel now. And he's saying, return to me, for I have redeemed you. And of course, they have, God has redeemed Israel through the blood of Jesus. And that redemption that he's referring to there will only be fully realized when more and more Jewish people accept that Jesus is their Messiah. But you see, for us, these words are also true today, those of us who are Gentile believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. They confirm those words that we saw in the previous chapter at the beginning of today's broadcast, where we read, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Then here in verse 22 of chapter 44, I have swept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. That's what God has already done for us through our faith in Jesus and what he has done for us on the cross. So what is he saying to us? What is he saying to his church? Not only to Israel, but what is he saying to his church today? Return to me, for I have redeemed you. And there's so much. I mean, it's no use criticizing the nation of Israel. There's so much in the church today that really, really grieves God. It has gone so far away from the word of God. And, you know, where the church is being led by the Spirit of God, Jesus is very clear about this. People live according to God's word, that the Spirit and the word go together. And we, the church of Jesus Christ has got further and further away from the word of God, further and further away from the spirit of God in so many ways in recent years. So God is speaking to his church and saying, return to me, for I have redeemed you. 
And what God wants to do in the church is to sweep away those things that offend him like a cloud. He wants to sweep away those sins like the morning mist. It's as if there needs to be a new dawn, a new sunrise, a new move of the Spirit, which is going to cleanse the church of all the ungodly and unrighteous things, of all the unbelief in God's Word. Cleanse the church of its worldliness, where the pressure on the church today is to accept what the world accepts. You know, sin in the eyes of God never changes. What was sinful in the time of the Bible, Old Testament or New Testament, is sinful today. God does not change his view of what is sinful and what is not. And it's no use saying we are a more enlightened people today and we don't regard this and this and this and this as sin because they've just become an accepted part of our society. That cuts no ice with God, no ice whatsoever. If it's sin in Scripture, it's sin today. And the, the, the terrible thing, really, is that one day if people do not repent, they are going to be confronted with the fact that things that they call right are actually sinful in the eyes of God. And there is bound to be inevitable judgment for that. What sort of things are you talking about, Colin? You might be surprising some people to hear that... Uh... God looks upon them as being sinful and, and, and is disappointed with them? Anything that is opposed to the Word of God. Uh, you only have to look at Scripture. Uh, there are a whole lot of sexual issues um, that clearly are cannot be substantiated from Scripture. And... Uh, it's no use us making standards of sexuality. Um, the, the church almost smiles benignly at a whole lot of things as if, well, they're inevitable because of the kind of society we live in. Um, there's been a moral sort of degeneration that has happened. Um, let me give you one example. Um, a lot of Christians take for granted that young believers will have sexual relationships before marriage. Uh, as if, well, you know, this is, this is the inevitable thing um, uh, today. And so, you know, there's, a, there's a, hardly any teaching given very often to young believers about this. Whereas in Scripture, that is the sin of fornication. It is um, not permissible in God's eyes. And so I think it's wonderful that there are uh, young Christian believers who come out and say, I will be a virgin on the, on the day that I get married. And that's both men as well as girls. It's not just the girls. It's the men as well. And I think that's, that's great because it's, it says that we're going to stand for what is righteous in God's eyes. We're going to live by the standard of God's word. And he has put his spirit within us to enable us to do that. And uh, very, very interesting because I see this in many of our young people. They are much happier, much more fulfilled than people that live a licentious lifestyle. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 